Yeah, I just watched um, Michael Chandler versus Dustin Poirier, and I also just watched the Alex Perea fight against Adesanya. And here are my reactions. Yeah, so Dustin versus Chandler kind of went probably how we all thought was going to go. Um, it was nuts. It was bananas. Um, round one was just a slugfest. Uh, Chandler is just really explosive, has great power, and Dustin is quick. Nice straight punches. Um, yeah, and it looked like Chandler was pulling away with the fight in round two with all that control. Looked like his nose was pretty busted. Um, probably like having trouble breathing. Um, basically what happened in round three with him was probably just tired from all that blood dripping down his throat. Unable to breathe. And... I'm not going to discredit his wrestling because my wrestling is, um, have a lot to work on. I work with great coaches on it, but me adapting it to my skills, wrestling is tough. So, um, but yeah, he, uh, just kind of dumped Dustin, like the announcer said, in the wrong way. And Dustin was able to re guard, half guard, and then get on top and then take his back. And just slip in that rear naked choke. Although Magachev talks crap about all their jiu-jitsu. Um, but I guess him and Khabib have been jiu-jitsuing or samboing bears since they were kids. So it makes sense why they're grappling and everything is just on other levels of the whole division. Which, I don't know. I don't know who's going to dethrone Magachev now. Um in that lightweight division. Um, Darius is very durable. Um, he's a grinder. He's got good grappling. He's got good striking. So I think that will be good. Obviously, Magachev versus... Um, what's his face? Volkanovski. That's going to be... That's going to be an interesting fight, too. Because um, uh, Volkanovski, he's got good... Good grappling. He's got good striking. Um, I think defensively, I listened to an interview. He uh, it was like some Australian podcast, but um, yeah, it was just uh, he was just talking about how he's just gonna keep getting up and being in uh, Magachev's face, and I do believe that. So I think that's actually gonna be a pretty tough fight um, for Magachev. Um, I don't. I can't pick a winner yet. I gotta. Um, look more into that but I mean Magachev is the bigger guy and if skills match usually the bigger guy will win and yeah so I know we were talking about Dustin Poirier versus Chandler and it kind of went into the lightweight division but that's the way it goes but yeah um, Chandler looked great just he just got popped in the nose and just faded and Dustin capitalized because he's durable. Pressure makes diamonds. So, yeah. I mean, Dustin, he's a durable dude. And he's kind of like an Oliver in a way. Like where he got, he gets hurt, but he stays in it. And then, um, yeah, he beats 
beats people. You know, he's he's looked great. Besides his fights with Khabib and um, Oliveira, uh, he is definitely the top. So, yeah, that was a that was a good fight to watch. Um, always exciting to watch a Chandler or Poirier fight. They're um, just always in some crazy fights. They have good grappling, but I think Dustin has better finishes in the grappling realm. I really wish I would have recorded before these fights happen because I was getting some vibes of just when like the UFC gets shaken up with like a new contender, like someone just kind of like just screams into like the division or UFC. Um, and I was getting that feeling about Alex Pereira. I remember, I don't know if you guys remember, probably because y'all are a bunch of posers and haven't been watching as long as I have. Just kidding. But um, I remember when Rich Franklin was champ and Anderson Silva was coming into the UFC. And it's kind of like similar things. Like Rogan like was talking about Anderson Silva, I think fighting in pride and just being very lethal. Like he wasn't, I don't think he was a champ in pride or anything like that, but he had really good striking, really good jujitsu. And Lieben was kind of coming up in the middleweight division um, at that time. And yeah, Lieben was super durable, hard to finish. And Anderson put him away, I think, in the first round pretty quickly. It could have been the second round, but I'm pretty sure it was the first. I haven't watched that one in a while. But um, yeah, he just kind of just came into the division. And then I remember I didn't get to watch the fight, but my brother did. And he called me. And he's like, who, who do you think won the Rich Franklin-Anderson fight? And I was just like, I don't know, like Franklin? Because, you know, Franklin was just the champ. And I was told that Anderson um, tie-clenched tie him and knocked him out. I was like, what? Like, uh, it just kind of shook everything, shook, you know, what everybody thought who was the best fighter at that time. Because Rich Franklin, like, he was like, uh, this is like when I was like very beginning of watching the UFC. But I was like, it's like, wow, his resting heart rate's like 40. He's a teacher. Like, um, I mean, he, he was way above his competition before Anderson came in. And I just remember just kind of being like realizing, I was like, okay, there's other um, organizations that have really good fighters outside of the UFC. And then that go went into like the whole like pride merging over to UFC strike force. And I would like to do a podcast alone on, one of my favorite times of watching the UFC and that's not going to be this time, but I did want to talk about how when Anderson came into the UFC, it gave me the same vibes as Pereira coming in, like just this dangerous guy, especially the way he put away Sean Strickland and Sean Strickland's a bully and Pereira just took him out. And what he did to Adesanya was just, Adesanya was winning. I think Pereira won one round. Adesanya was up three to one. And but it just seemed when they when when they were striking in close range, Pereira did have the hardest shots. Adesanya was very accurate, but so was Pereira. 
and Pereira just looks like an awkward fighter in a way too, like just kind of just very lanky. Whereas Adesanya looks a little bit more smooth, striking, but it seemed to not matter. Um, I mean, it did because Adesanya was winning. Um, I just did find it interesting that uh, Adesanya was grappling with him. I mean, I I knew that. Th- I think we all kind of knew that that was going to happen because he's been in MMA longer and has more time in the UFC, more time in MMA. So that's like an advantage that he would have over Pereira was to tire him out that way. And it looked like it did work, but Pereira was able to recover for round five, and he looked really fresh. Um, and he looked, yeah, he looked good, I think, in like round one, round two. But, um, yeah, it just kind of sucked to see Adesanya in that sense because he's lost twice to him and now this is number three loss to Pereira and just man Pereira just looks like a mean dude just stone cold killer um and I was kind of questionable on his grappling because uh I think if you get like a really good wrestler that chains in jujitsu that can get in range and get Pereira down I think that person can win that fight and I'm trying to go down the list of 185ers in the UFC and I mean I think Robert Whitaker would probably be that guy to beat him um in that but at the same time it's just like you kind of think outside of the UFC who could beat him too and I think I honestly think Johnny Eblem has a chance too because uh yeah he's came to the top of the Bellator division and he's a really good grappler. If he worked on his finishes with jiu-jitsu, then he would just be a super beast too. So I'm just kind of like going down the line of people that I think would take Pereira out. Um, Because Adesanya did a good job though with people that were known to grapple. Um, But just, it's crazy when two people meet and they're like very high level like they're both high level kickboxers so that's when like it's good to be well-rounded so then you could you know take away the advantage somewhere else but um but i mean the only way to become a high level kickboxer is you you put so much time in just only into that area so then that takes away from your grappling and everything else so but it's like, it's, I would not want to be a fighter because you have to put so much time into one area to become a specialist. Like you do want to be well-rounded, but I think you want an advantage at least in one area, like where is your specialty or a couple. But if you end up matching with someone else that has the same skill set, then like where where are the other areas of your MMA are going to um come into place like come into come into play like where where can you beat them and i think we saw that tonight or whatever is yeah Adesanya just um was pretty much samely matched with prayer i'd still think Adesanya looked like he had better grappling but honestly, Pereira just looked like the bigger, stronger guy 
could kind of muscle out of things. But if I think you have Kamzat, if he actually fights at 185, I don't know if he's too small or what, but if you have a guy that's big, that has that skill set, I think that guy is going to beat Pereira. Because Pereira is still pretty new in the MMA world. Um, I think it's nuts that they gave him the title shot when he hasn't gone through the grinder like what Adesanya has. I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't I don't know if he would have been able to make it through um everyone else, especially I mean Kevin Gaslam kind of fell off. Um but I really think Robert Whitaker would give Pereira problems, but then Pereira has such good striking too. He can give um Whitaker problems too. I mean Pereira looked great, just I'm trying to like think of who can beat him. And I don't know if I would want Adesanya to have an immediate rematch. I mean, obviously, I think that's what's going to happen, but I don't know. Uh, mentally, I just feel Adesanya was just too, maybe too hyped up because he already had two losses. But um, that's tough to see, you know. Um, he's a really good, Adesanya is a great champ. Um, and obviously, someone's going to come around and dethrone the champ. You know, that's what happens. But, yeah, all week I was just kind of getting vibes of, huh, this feels like an Anderson Silva splashing into the UFC moment. And I really wish I would have said that before the fight happened so I get credit for it because it's easier to say that after the fact. But that's how I was feeling all week. I didn't really follow it too much, but just um, watching it and kind of seeing the glory kickboxing i think that's what where they fought before it yeah this will kind of go into like the pride ufc era but anyways it was just kind of like when chuck liddell was the ufc champ but like for me i was like just fresh into the ufc and i was kind of finding out what pride was but then like you'd find a video of this guy named Rampage knocking Chuck out in Pride. You're like, wait, what is this? Like, Chuck's the champ. Why? How did he get knocked out by this other guy? It's outside of the UFC. So it was just kind of similar vibes with that too. It was just um, an outsider coming to the UFC and just wreaking havoc. And that's what we got. It was very exciting to watch. Um, props to the champ. Uh, Pereira props to Poirier for the win um, I mean props to Adesanya and Chandler too they're definitely both savages and deserve praise too but um, and everybody else who fought just uh, I don't have a lot of time to watch all the fights I just kind of pick a couple watch them and then I'm done so I wasn't planning on doing a reaction to these fights but I was just getting those weird vibes of just, hmm, this feels like an Anderson Silva coming into the UFC moment. And that's what we got. Pereira won by TKO. And he looked good doing it. He also looked really scary with that war paint on. Looks like a giant, like a Native American, to be honest. 
Maybe he's a Mesoamerican. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he's from Brazil, so I wouldn't be Mesa. It'd probably be more South. I don't even know what you would call a South American, Native American. Probably just still Native American. I don't know. Anyways, that guy's giant. And it's cool to see him working with Glover Texiera. So I could be completely wrong about his grappling because um, Texiera obviously knows a lot for being so durable, staying in a UFC for so long, and having the amazing grappling and MMA that he has. So Pereira is definitely in good hands in that department. He's only going to get better. And we'll see where Adesanya goes from here. All right, bye. Yeah, so I lied. I ended up watching the Zhang Weili and Carla Esparza fight. And that was a really fun fight to watch, too. Carla Esparza... Um, I think she's beaten Rose twice now. She's got really good wrestling. Um, but Zhang Wei Li is, just looks like a beast. And she just looks strong. Uh, she looks really good for that weight class. So, I don't know. She just definitely, I think, overpowered Carla. Her reversals and the grappling exchanges were amazing to watch. A lot of fun to watch. Um... And then the way she finished the crucifix at the end, that was uh, that was fun to watch too. Um, kind of considering maybe doing that in my jiu-jitsu game. Um, I do get to the crucifix position sometimes, and it is really hard to finish with one arm. But it's not that it's the technique that's bad. It's just the practitioner that's doing the technique that needs more improvement. So I really do think that... Um, I could definitely add that last switching to that grip. Maybe just, I don't know, we'll see. Um, or just kind of more working that one arm choke and just getting a deeper bite and then um, retracting my shoulder blades and decreasing the space to finish the choke. But it may be different in MMA to finish that, but that was cool to see a crucifix from that position in MMA because I've, I, I can get to that position, especially when people turtle up. They kind of reach for your leg, and then you can like roll into the crucifix position. But just finishing it has always been an issue for me. So um, sometimes I like to go for the arm bar there if I can get it. But maybe just switching to that uh, that grip that uh, Zhang Weili did might be a good option for me too. But, um, yeah, that was a really fun fight to watch. I'm glad I watched that one too. And then I vegged out and watched some more Alex Pereira uh, fights in glory kickboxing. And, yeah, he fought a lot of good guys. He fought, like, some guy that was, like, six foot five. Um, so he's fought in tall guys, people taller than him, um, people better strikers than him. And, yeah, he's definitely going to be a tough um, puzzle to solve for Izzy, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, he looked extremely well in his kickboxing matches. It was fun to watch those two. And I'm definitely interested to see how it's all going to shape out. You know, I'm excited about that whole um, Anderson Silva storyline I kind of brought up where Anderson beat Rich Franklin out of nowhere, it seemed, and completely outclassed him. Granted, Izzy looked good 
and it wasn't outclassing it was um just uh the durability of alex and his striking won him the match or the fight so yeah those will be uh interesting fights to watch in the future um i'm still wondering how hamza is going to do against um alex if they ever fight I think that'll be interesting, but I think Hamzat's a little bit smaller. And then it even made me think today, like how a Khabib at 170 versus a Hamzat at 170, granted if you made weight, how that fight would go and how much fun that fight would be. And I would like to see that fight too. But yeah, it was a really fun fight card actually to watch. Um, I was more excited about the last fight card, but this one definitely delivered it was a lot of fun to watch um i only watched the last three fights but yeah just um i like the storyline of alex Pereira. um just kind of coming from glory kickboxing it just reminds me of those pride days when all the pride fighters started coming into the ufc or you know it just it's always cool to see a fighter come outside the ufc that's coming from different organizations and just um splash right in and shake some things up so that was cool to see um that's why it's important to watch the other organizations too because there's some uh there's some really good fighters out there that could definitely come into the ufc and um mess some things up and vice versa some ufc fighters can go into those other organizations and definitely make a splash too so yeah i think we were all lucky to watch what we watched um it was funny too because this is why it kind of reminded me of uh, the Rampage Chuck Liddell era. And I do want to go on a deeper dive with that. But uh, a buddy of mine was talking to me about why they're having this Alex guy fight Izzy. And he's like, this guy's just going to get destroyed. I'm like, you do know that this guy did knock Izzy out in a kickboxing match. And uh, he seemed shocked by that. I was like, oh yeah, you got to look it up. And that kind of reminded me of the whole Chuck Liddell Rampage um, when Ramp or when. Chuck was the UFC champ, and everybody knew, or some people knew, that Rampage knocked Chuck out outside of the UFC in Pride. So, I don't know, some cool stuff for sure. But yeah, the Pride UFC era, that was probably the most exciting. But I think it's a pretty exciting time now, too. So, peace.